Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. I'm Paul Doolan, joined on the phone this week by Dave Watson. Hello, Dave. You're right, Paul. I'm not bad. You sound tender. <laughs> I was at a, a mate's house in Nottingham on, on Saturday and, um, you know, we were drinking from 12 till 2, which the was The only fine. place in Britain to have a Hooters. Carry on. Yes. <laughs> um, but he, he, he cracked out some um, medicinal marijuana late in the day and uh that that ended me okay, I, I, this this sting operation has finally got what we wanted he's confessed <laughs> move in boys honestly i um oh, i remember at university it was it was a nice thing it was you know just a, a gentle nice feeling this oh, it just ended me just that was it yeah tap out good night well i wasn't in a drug fueled haze like <laughs> certain scum did you did you manage to take time out from from your jazz fags to enjoy the game um i mean i don't think there is a narcotic on the planet that would have been no. able to make that game bearable let alone enjoyable yeah um, i mean i watched the highlights uh I could have watched the um, the game, but I thought it would be the height of rudeness if I scurried off when I was at mate's house. So I just watched you the were, You were probably smoking acid by that point. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I was um, doobying a bong. I think that's, is that, is that <laughs> yeah. the... Is that, yeah, no, yeah. I, know, I know the terminology, actually. Yeah, that's true. That's what they say. <laughs> doobing the old so, spliffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just reminded me, apropos of nothing, there's an actor I know who once had to do, like, a... Uh, a drugs awareness video for schools. <laughs> Amazing. His line in it was to camera, I'm addicted to spliffs. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got the title for the pod. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Might as well face it, you're addicted to spliffs. Oh, oh yes. Um, no, so I watched the highlights and what little there were. I mean, Jesus, that was... From all I've heard, and um, yes, uh, a couple of lads... An entirely forgettable... First half, if not two halves. 
Yeah, I thought I thought the um, from what I could see and what I've heard from you know the the reports and stuff, the intensity that normally we have, no matter what team we put out, there's normally a bit of intensity that was lacking. Um, it it sounded like um, certainly. I mean, we didn't. We I think we had one shot on target. Um, yeah, another right back trying to beat everyone and then trying to chip. Which, if that's going to be your only shot on target, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it's it says a lot that again, Longstaff was one of the better performers by again by all mm. accounts, um, and our defence was okay. Uh, but I mean, Watford made eleven changes. And it was a front three for us of Hosselu, Kennedy, Kennedy and Murphy, and Murphy, and. I don't know if any of those three will ever play for us again or should ever play for us again. No, I, I mean, we might be skipping ahead, but there is there is talk of teams being interested in Hosselu. Um, there are, are these teams. football teams? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the A team. Yeah, they're they're, they're keen on because um, they, they reckon he'd be a good face. Which I think, yeah, you know, fine. Um, and. They were saying that, yeah, some people are interested in, in Hosley. Uh, people are interested in Hayden, who again had a shitter. Yeah. Um, he just, he, he clearly wants out of the club and he clearly, like... Yeah, he's he filled he, in okay of late, but he's not, yeah. he's not even a, a short-term answer, really. No, and Murphy, there's interest from West Brom uh, for, for um, Jacob Murphy. If, are if we it West was, Brom's feeder club? Uh, I, hey, if they if they gave us anything like the money that we paid for him, I'd probably take it. Mm. I would take not... Dwight Gale back now, like a shot as well. Oh yeah, um, Rafa was asked about Kennedy um, if he was if we were going if there were an option to uh, return him to Chelsea, would we take it? And he said no. You know he's staying, um, uh-huh. but that could just be he's staying because. I don't want to say publicly he's going, and then two, you know, four days later, we can't get rid of him, like, yeah, or we can't bring in somebody to, to do the job that he's not doing. So it's better to have a body in. I don't know. It's it's not good. Um, the rest of it, I thought, from what I saw, Wood, Woodman maybe could have done better with uh, with Andre Gray's goal. Yeah. But I think it's a bit harsh to have a go with, uh, you know, a young, inexperienced yeah. keeper. I felt quite positive when I saw the lineup because we'd made some changes, and Watford, mm. like you were saying, had made eleven changes. But their yeah, but... their second eleven is still, we can't land a punch on them. And we've had good results against Watford this season, four points off them. Yeah, and they were still playing. Um... You know, a decent, a decent. They were still able to name a decent side. Like uh, Chalabar's okay. Will Hughes, we were interested in him when he was at Derby. When we were in the promotion season, there were rumblings that we might be after him. Um, this is the same way looked, we were after Tom Kearney and. Well, uh, we were after Mo Salah. Obama, yeah, Mo Salah. I saw that this week and thought that sounds like something we'd have said at the time. <laughs> so, so essentially, um, what it what it sounds like from his biography is that uh, when he was still uh, playing at um, I can't remember the club, but it, it's like a, a non-entity club. Um, he he was uh, there was a a deal in place, and he was you know ready to join. And when when it was under Pardew, and you know everything was everything looked good, but we wouldn't pay the five hundred grand loan fee. 
and <laughs> that's why, why, we didn't why get... are we as a club so obsessed with loans? I don't. You know, I'll tell you because cheap and doesn't mm. it doesn't like tie you down to a long term contract for somebody who might turn out okay or might turn out terrible. And as anyone like, who saw the Deloitte money listings or leagues, whatever you want to call them, being announced this week, we don't really have any money. Apparently, yeah. Uh, oh no! Wait, no. 19, we're the nineteenth richest club in the world. Yeah, but apparently uh, that's all wallpaper. Yeah, but this, this is the thing. So that's based on turnover: how much money comes into the club, how much money goes out of the club, um, and a lot of money comes into the club. But the money just seems to disappear into the ether because, as as I understand it, and people can correct me, but as I understand it, Mike Ashley hasn't taken all of the debt, you know, t- like paid off. Certainly in the last accounts, he hadn't. Right. So there's a hundred and some million from last year that's nowhere to be seen. There's the money that we got in the championship um, for players and for TV and stuff, which mm. admittedly wouldn't be a lot. But we also got like um, parachute payments there. And then it's we will have had at least the first tranche of Premier League money this year, which would be, you'd imagine it would be tens of millions because... Yeah, I think about would... 50 million seems to be each instalment. Right, so if it's 50 million quid, we've had that. So what's that going to pay for? We're not we're not having to service external debt. We're not having to pay. We don't have a large wage bill. We're not having to pay those. Um, we're not, certainly not buying players. Um, Rafa Benitez is on a good wage, but it's certainly not 50 million quid. Um, where's yeah, the he's on gone? 6 million. Maybe I mean, we're just... Maybe we've just got a very big jar that it's all going I mean, if, in. Yeah, if, that's it. Maybe it's all going into a swear jar. <laughs> every, every time Charlie gets off the phone he, and he's failed to line and, uh, sign another player. I don't says, even oh. think, I don't think, judging by our transfer dealings, Lee Charnley has a real phone. I think he's got a Fisher-Price one that the board have just <laughs> told him is connected to a phone line. That's why we can't get any of these deals over the line. <laughs> It's, it's a disgrace. really good talk with Red Bus <laughs> about loaning the number five. Um, uh, shit. I mean, we're out the FA Cup, um, so yeah. the only thing left to play for is is survival, survival. Which is, I mean, what you said before the game that perhaps we should field a really strong side in against Watford and then a, a weaker side against Man City. I was thinking about it before the game, and I was thinking actually that's. That's probably what I would do in this situation because play our strongest side and everybody plays well and Man City, as long as they don't have an off day, will still beat us because the the gap is just too big. You know, I'm I'm not being defeatist when I say that. It's just Man City are a ridiculously good outfit. Yeah, I think our strongest versus our second lineup against Man U, it just becomes a matter of a difference in goal difference from that game. Yeah. I would say it's, it's as close to impossible as it is in a football match for us to get anything against Man City with our squad. Yeah. And, and, and you, would, I just, you would... Sorry, I was just going to say, you would expect Man City to take the league seriously. If we'd met Man City in the in the FA Cup, they might have rotated their squad fully and yeah. our best team could beat their disjointed second string because their disjointed second string isn't that bothered. But if they name a strong side, 
um, against us in the uh, in the Premier League. And we're talking um, David Silva or Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, Fernandinho, um, Sterling, or Mares, Sane, Aguero, Jesus. There, there is no, there is no way a midfield of uh, Longstaff and Hayden, which it will be because Shelby, Key, Diame are all still injured. Um, those two, they they can't, they can't, they can't do it. Not against yeah. that side. So why not? Like obviously we'd have to play them in both games, but why not play Hosslu? up front against Man City because he's not going to score but then even Rondon's unlikely to get very many chances yeah so, you just feel like Rondon would have been more useful against Watford than he will be against Man City yeah um, and the argument about well you want to you want to avoid injury so you don't want to play him in a, in, in, a, in a fixture where it's almost it's it's a, it's a hiding to nothing because if we win it's just another fixture that we don't really fucking need because we're not going to you know, yeah. we're not going to go go past the fifth round, but um, he. I mean, he could get injured in the Man City game. He, he could, yeah. and it sounds like Hosslu's got injured. So we've gone from having um, one fit striker at the club and Hosslu to one fit striker at the club. So it's not a huge drop in quality, but no, I can see it from Rafa's point of view as well that he doesn't have the luxury of being able to risk an injury in the FA Cup because yeah. we're so close to the bottom three and we have no depth. Yeah. If we still had Gale, if Muto was here, if we still had Mitrovic even, mm. you would think at least rotation doesn't completely hamstring you as a team. Well, th- this is And if Rondon worry. had played against uh, Watford, Watford and got injured, we would be looking back saying actually that was a mistake to risk it because... Why risk it if you don't have to? It's, just, yeah. it's annoying that the only competition that we were still in with a shout of is deemed something that we can't risk playing footballers in. No, and you look at the um, look at the, some of the big hitters that have that have dropped out of the FA Cup. The FA Cup for a mid table um, mid table club in the Premier League, the the FA Cup should be an attainable target. And like I say, there have been some, you know, big hitters knocked out of the FA Cup. And you, you, you face anybody on, on their day in a cup competition, and you could fancy, like, um, if we were, um, if we were mid-table, like if we, if we'd been around tenth place, tenth place, if certain players like Kennedy and stuff had um, re- recreated their form, if, if you know, if we were there or thereabouts, I'm sure we would have taken the FA Cup more seriously because we could. Yeah. We could, but the drop off in from the first team to the next, like the the second string in key positions, is 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 diabolical. I mean, I was worried about the centre of the park, but to be fair, Longstaff's looked as bad as Diame has been. So that's Longstaff fine. at least seems to try. He reminds me, the whole team at the moment has real shades of when Lascelles was in there under. Under McLaren or Benitez, when he was saying nobody gives a shit, mm. it feels like that now. Everyone else has been ground down to that level because it must have some effect on the players. The board just not investing. Of course it does because it, it permeates every level of the club. Because 
if Benitez is going into the press conference and saying, we need players, we need players, we need players, it's frustrating, we can't get the players in, then the players are going to be frustrated that they'll be able to look around the, the, the dressing room and, and know that they're in a relegation fight. The reason that they're in a relegation fight is because the manager can't get in the players of sufficient quality. And Yeah, and, and I don't think it's would... something you can blame Benitez for either. I don't think, if he came out and said, the squad's fine, it would be incredibly delusional. Yeah. I was just looking at the... Um, yeah, so some of the teams left in it. Um, I mean, Chelsea and Man U, Doncaster and Crystal Palace. We could, you know, you'd fancy us against... Well, you know, fancy us, but you you wouldn't write us off in, against Doncaster or Crystal Palace. Who AFC did Watford draw? Who would we have won? Uh, it's to be decided. I think the draw's Team been done, B- hasn't it? Has it? Literally within... Minutes before I was coming on air. Right. Mm. Well, Chelsea have got Man City. I know that. Um, uh, but yeah, I was just looking on Google and it, it's not shown. It's still saying TBD for a few of them. Chelsea host Man U in FA Cup. Yeah. Um, Let's see. This is, this is a this sign is that we're great, both terrible at great filling. Great sound podcast. Yeah. Um, okay, where are you, Watford? I've got the thing up now. Away to Portsmouth or QPR? Uh, well, yeah, would have been doable. Yeah, exactly, and you'd fancy it. So it is frustrating, but it, you can't really blame Benitez for not taking the 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 cup seriously. You can blame him for other things, like yeah. perhaps uh, you could certainly blame him for um, giving Kennedy a shirt to pull on because mm. the guy just clearly. Well, he's been shit, and he has been shit for a while. So why give him the opportunity? Why not try it out for like a younger lad who wants a bit of, you know? Yeah, maybe... I would say probably because the drop off between our first, first team, team squad and the kids is it's another underinvestment problem, really, isn't it? Yeah, and we can't even call on the likes of um, Elias Sorensen because he's got off gone off on loan yeah. to. Um, Kennedy's drop-off has been insane, though. You consider last season, we were thinking it would be amazing if we could get him back on loan because the difference he made. Yeah. I don't know how that can vanish so quickly. I mean, mean, under under previous regimes, we would have said he'd been pardewed. Yeah. But can you really... So here's the thing. Have, Have many players improved under Benitez? Uh, I'm trying to think. This is this is a concern of mine. Mm. Now, Rafa Benitez is a, a top top coach, top top top. But we've had players like um, Sterry, for example, on the books for a while. I've seen no real improvement. We've seen young players like um, Lascelles and Hayden, who we you know brought in in the Championship season, all had them beforehand. And Lascelles certainly looked like he'd improved, but there seems to be a bit of stagnation now. He doesn't seem to be getting better. The the, the mistakes are yeah. back in his game. Um, Hayden certainly hasn't improved. Murphy hasn't really... Lejeune, I guess you could say has, but that might be him acclimatising to the league rather than anything else. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Fernandez and Shah, well, they're new signings, so... Diame. He's well. He improves and then drops off yeah. twice a so, season. 
do you think it could be that um, had we made significant investment in the summer, um, the motivation and the optimism and the, the positivity around the club would have been such that players would have gone into the league full of beans, full of confidence, and as results have gone on gone against us, that confidence and that self-belief has dripped away. So it's not a lack of ability or, or um, coaching, it's a, it's a lack of confidence. I but then that it's... comes back to Benitez think... again and you say, is he failing to motivate the players? I think that's it's possible, but I think it's more likely to just be about the lack of competition for those places. Mm. You look at where we're strongest and where we have our best performances, it seems to be centre-back. Because each player there knows if they don't put a shift in, they are replaceable. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody else is irreplaceable. Well, yeah, there's no irreplaceable players in our team apart from Rondon, who is still able to motivate himself. I think it's probably a mixture of the characters. It might be the coaching as well, but I think it's just again the lack of depth and investment. Yeah, I think so, I'd struggle to get motivated in that team. Yeah, and yeah, you no, know no. how easy I am to motivate. <laughs> Um, like I'm not having a, I'm not, I'm not raffer out. I'm just no, but it's a fair point. I, I know we will probably have to go and live underground now because we've questioned him. Yeah. So we'll hopefully we'll find a safe house somewhere. I could do with living underground at the minute. You know, where it's <laughs> nice and dark, and calm. You can have your illegal quiet. raves. <laughs> but um, no, so the like the Watford game. Put it to bed. It was shit, and yeah. no great surprise. And that's um, it's we a have shame. Never... My my favourite memories, I think, as a Newcastle fan, of games I've gone to have been FA Cup ones. I think the Barnsley three-one win and the Chelsea semi-final at Wembley. Oh yeah. I mean, some of the worst ones, but they've been finals, like the Man U and Arsenal ones. But you just think we've really what... been reduced to this. What really, I mean, to go from a business point of view for a second, taking a cup seriously is a brilliant way to ensure the longevity, uh, the like the longevity of popularity of your football club. Mm. Because kids are taken to FA Cup games and League Cup games. Kids go there, and even if they don't win, as long as the football, as long as the team that that's put out is fairly strong or fairly, you know, exciting. Or, or whatever. If you if you treat that competition as almost like an advert for your football club, I, I would say that it's, it's a great way. And if you progress through the rounds, obviously there's more tickets and all, so you get the chance to win silverware. And I don't care what Pochettino says when because the quote mm. was something like, "Trophies are just ego," which is, is fucking ridiculous. I Trophies think, are not ego; it's a measure of how good your football team is. I think the status of the FA Cup compared to the Premier League has made that different. Like Villa have been in finals recently and you don't really think of that. It may be different if they'd won it. But I think there's a the FA Cup only really benefits the top teams who can usually win it, the sort of top four or six. And then there's only really prestige if you're a championship team or below. Like well, if I, th- you, I, th- I think if you I had think... Watford in the final, it wouldn't be seen as like a fairy tale, even if they won the FA Cup. I know know what you're saying in that if Man City win the FA Cup, a lot is made of it because it's a big club winning England's 
Premier uh, Cup competition. And also a lot is made of when Birmingham won it or, or Wigan won it because it's, you know, upsetting the odds. But for your own brand, again, being businessy, for your own brand, if if Newcastle United, well, that, we're a bad example. If Swansea lift the FA Cup, it's huge for them. If Southampton yeah. win it, it's huge for them because they can say to future, um, you know, to, to prospective sponsorships, to new players, to new managers, to this whole, you know, they can they can say we're an FA Cup winning side, but it we can't can... be that good for business because Southampton and similar sized teams will field a weakened team if their Premier League survival's under threat. Yes, that's that's the issue. Is the teams in the bottom part of the the Premier League not taking it seriously does kind of rub a bit of the sheen off it. What takes yeah. a huge amount of sheen off it is mid-table clubs like Watford not taking it seriously. And for them to name eleven changes against uh, a you know a Premier League football club, for them to make eleven changes is them saying we don't give a shit about this competition. Maybe More we so were just Newcastle. making a point as a club then by saying you might try and cheapen this cup by fielding eleven changes. We're still going to let you go through. You're not cheapening <laughs> it. So really, as defenders of the cup and its honour. There's a, a legitimate case that we should lift the trophy. <laughs> I think you're right, Dave. I think I think you should definitely put that to um, to the to the FA. I think that I think you you hit the nail on the head there, mate. No, I just I, I think them taking it them not taking it seriously is a bigger slight on the competition than yeah. big clubs who are in trouble at the bottom of the, the Premier League not taking it seriously because that's where the money is. So I think you're I, right. I told, the thing with the cup, yeah. at least, is a competition will be in again next year. The league, or the Premier League, might not be, and we'll move on to that after these messages. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. Still here with Dave Watson. Hello, Dave. Hello, Paul. What should we talk about? I'm going to suggest that we look through the, uh, the old Twitter. Yes, good idea. We did. But have you got any messages there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I I tweeted out earlier. This is like listener questions, not just going through sort of Piers Morgan <laughs> yeah, yeah. saying what he's um, outraged by this week. <laughs> Um, Sugar, uh, Chris at Sugarwookie says I can't even think of a question to ask how fucking dire is that time to boycott matches go watch the heed for your football against uh, Gateshead uh, easy to say from Australia though going to SJP isn't a lifelong habit for me so understand the reluctance um, I think if we don't sign if we don't make big moves in the transfer market in the next uh, two days spoiler alert we won't carry on spoiler alert we won't um, two things are nailed on. Um, one, definitely Rafa Benitez is gone at the end yeah. of the season. Like, a, a 100%. E- even if we end up finishing 10th by some miracle, um, Rafa's gone at the end of the season because it's just not worth it as well. And the second thing that's guaranteed is whosoever takes over will not be able to keep this Premier League, keep us in the Premier League the following season. Even if we stay up, you know what I mean? I don't know if that's necessarily true. I could see a world where we get a manager of the level of Brendan Rodgers or maybe slightly below that 
And I think the annoying thing is, whoever we replace Rafa with will get money to spend on players. Which is insane. Yeah. It just makes no sense. This is an elite coach. Give him, give him the money that he's made from surviving in the Premier League and selling players. But I wouldn't be at all surprised to see us get David Moyes and give him £100 million. Which, yeah, it's insane. So, uh, with regards to boycotting the matches and stuff, um, there's a load of stuff on, on social about... Um, well, from what I've seen on Twitter, there are 600 separate boycott plans going on or protest yeah. plans this weekend. <sighs> Honestly. Even our the, fan base can't play well together. We are we are not united no. in this. It is ridiculous. Yes, uh, we are. And <laughs> but the... Um, just put your egos aside, for fuck's sake. Just, yeah. Just why? Why are the? Well, we do, we want to throw tennis balls. Well, we want to throw chocolate coins. Well, what we're going to do is sit in after the match. Oh well, we're not going to go to the match. Well, all you're doing. Where do you buy chocolate coins in January as well? I know. Well, they're cheap because it's after Christmas. Oh. But um, it's the only reason I can see that those groups aren't just working together to do one cohesive protest is ego yeah of course it's the only it's the only reason and all that means is from the outside we look like a bunch of fucking clowns yeah who who couldn't organize a piss up in a brewery now i know it's easy from the outside for me to criticize because i'm not doing anything but i i personally don't have enough sway with the newcastle fan base for them to get behind something that i suggest and I know that the egos on 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 the various protest protest groups, they want to do it their way, and they they're convinced that their way is the best way. You know what? The yeah, there's a lot of people is? wanting to be a figurehead so they can yeah. say we're what got him out. Whereas what is really called for at the minute is just a consistent message of everybody doing the same thing. Something that's more like, I mean. We might be wrong. Maybe six or seven separate protests during one game will actually capture more attention because the game's going to be on TV, but who knows? But I imagine if we... The problem is with some of the things like a boycott, we don't have the appetite for as a... Or the, the fans in the stadium don't have the appetite for. Yeah. Which makes me think some of the things like the tennis balls and chocolate coins might not have the backing either, but who knows? No. I mean, we saw that there were about a thousand lads who did the 11th minute walk in and it made no impact you know got a bit of coverage but it didn't it wasn't it wasn't impactful because there was about a thousand of them mm. out of about 48 50, and it got 000. them quite a bit of abuse as well yeah and so i think if a thousand people throw on a couple of tennis balls each it's like yeah it's two thousand tennis balls on the on the pitch if they all get thrown on but I, don't I think, think at least that's more disruptive. That's in a televised game. That's going to interrupt the flow and actually make it's, yeah. it's a lot easier to ignore late walk-ins, I guess. But it's that thing of just pick one thing, which yeah. everyone put their egos to the side. And I think I think the I mean there's a there's you see it on on Twitter like the you know the United for United against Ashley or, or whatever they're calling themselves now. You know, they'll reply to criticism and say, well, why don't you think of something? Well, we have thought of something. It's boycott. That is the best way, in my opinion, to get across to Mike Ashley that this shit won't fly. 
But I'm fully aware that a boycott is never going to work because there are too many people who don't, I'm not going to say don't care because that's wrong. They do care, but they just don't want to do it. They don't want to boycott yeah. because they like going to the football. And I'm not going to criticise them for that. I think as but, well, because our, think... our fan base has been ground down for so long by Ashley. A lot of the fans who would boycott have already stopped supporting the club years ago because yeah. they'd have enough with them. I mean, you are seeing a lot of people broadcasting on Twitter that they are handing in their season tickets and... And that's all well and good. I'll believe it when I see it. Because if, uh, I don't know, if we go off and sign Miguel Almiron, uh, a left-back and another striker in the window, like in the next couple of days, which I don't think we're going to do. No. But if we do, I don't think we'll see very many people, uh, you know, a short, you know, a drop-off in, in season ticket sales. I don't think we will. And I still think there'll be tens of thousands of season ticket holders. It's not enough to make him change his mind. It'll be a slow drip, drip, drip away until we are as poorly supported at home as like Leeds United, who only who only fill out the, the, their stadium for the big games. But, you know, there'll still be a, core, a big core of travelling fans because those hardcores will not, hardcore fans won't stop going and they won't stop going home and away because it's what they love doing. Yeah. But, It'll just be, oh, fuck, this is depressing. It'll be more like Nottingham Forest or Chef Wednesday, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, back speaking to... of Almiron, oh, so you're saying Theo Penn asks, would you sell Lejeune if it meant we got Almiron? Problem I, I have no idea if Almiron's any good. I suspect nobody really has an idea. And coming from yeah. the MLS, it is very difficult to know I mean, if he's decent. Well, and Lejeune is possibly our best player. I mean, what I would say is that they are giving, like, the, the people, the, the NLS experts and stuff, um, and the, the the guys on Twitter who I follow, there's a guy called Christine Hennig. Hennig. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, he follows the NLS quite closely, and he, you know, he, he, he's been talking about Almiron for a while. Um, he's saying he's a, you know, cracking player, one of the best in the, that league, and yada, 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 all this kind of stuff. To answer Theo Penn's question, would I would I sell Lejeune if it meant getting Almiron? Yeah, maybe. Lejeune is is arguably our best centre half, but with Fernandez, Clark, Lascelles, and Shah, I think we've got a very strong centre half. I don't trust cool. Almiron not to be another. Florian Cabella. Tovan or yeah, Remy Cabella. Though. You, you, say, you say. I don't yeah. think you'd swap. A player he know is our classiest defender, personally. Mm. Anyway, I, I know what you're saying. No, we've got depth in that area. Would I swap Lascelles for Almiron? Probably, just because I think that's a roll of the dice worth taking. I don't think Lascelles is bringing much to the team, although no, he might be bringing that. a lot more to the dressing room. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think we're split on that. Yeah, Theo uh, Penn had another question, which I think is that? a great question. Which part of your body would you willingly donate for Ashley to leave, Rafa to stay, and us to be a proper club again? You're, you're not allowed to say semen. I'd give a lung. A lung? I think I could live without a lung. God. Yeah, I could give a lung. I was thinking, I don't think I'd give my hair. I don't think I'd well, go... I would. Well, yeah, I you'd mean... not got very much of it. <laughs> I'm sure my missus would love to give like my chest hair away. 
I should be quite pleased to see the back of that. Yeah. I mean, this is becoming a bit like sort of charity events now where people shave or grow a beard. It's not really about the cause. It's just they want to see what it looks like. So I don't think we can do it that way. <laughs> um, I'd probably well, give I'm... a ball. Ball, I don't know. Wow. I mean, are you, are you, you only done need one. On the parent, are you done on the parenting stakes? Are you, this, this is not the forum I want to discuss it in, Dave. Let's <laughs> <laughs> um, wait till the I've end got... of season, Pod. <laughs> I've, I've still got plans, so no. I, you I don't need, need two for that, though. Oh, you, get you never know, frozen. mate. You never know. No, I wouldn't want to risk it. Okay, I'd be no, circumcised what? to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, I'd give away my foreskin. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd put the hood no, down give on the lot. car. I, could, I would say a kidney, but I don't know if my kidneys would be of any use to anybody. Uh, They're pretty destroyed. You're valuing um, your balls over your kidneys. Any doctors listening, let us know if we're right to be this <laughs> flippant <laughs> about what we give away. It, it um, may shock some listeners to know this. We are not men of medicine. No, no. Um, Geordie Ash asks, what was Rafa thinking with our final substitution on Saturday? 1-0 down with 10 minutes to go and he brings on a central defender when we've got Rondon sat on the bench. I can answer that really quickly. We weren't making any chances. Benitez said that um, we, you know, a striker needs chances to score and we weren't making enough chances. So I totally get it. That might be bullshit. And he was just saying that because he didn't want to risk Rondon in a in a game that we didn't look like we were going to win, versus you know how he's going to hold the ball up and stuff against yeah. Man City, um, but yeah, I, I totally like I'm not going to criticise him for the, the, the team he named or the uh, yeah I think ball. that reason for not bringing Rondon is slightly disingenuous because when Rondon's there instead of Hosselu, chances tend to get made more because there's more of a focal point, there's something to yeah. aim for. I think it's it was, more as well. He didn't probably. The last thing he wanted was a replay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Um, I think one of the one of the like pundits that's rolled out by either Talksport or Sky Sports or someone like that. I think it might have been Tony Cascarino, might have been, who said that Hosley was the least mobile. Yes, it was Cascarino. He compared him yeah. to himself at thirty-seven or thirty-eight years old. <laughs> He's not wrong. I think that, no. that's a key thing about Hosley's game is he is. He is marking that particular blade of grass, uh, and he won't. He, he doesn't do a lot mm. beyond that. Um, which just again, you, you question why? Why didn't we just spend sixteen million, get Rondon, keep Gale, send Hosler out on loan? Yeah. yeah. Um, Thomas Burkan asks, uh, who looks more terrified when the ball is anywhere near him, Murphy or Hosler? Good question. I mean, Murphy has genuinely looked scared to have the ball at times. It can't help him playing in this sort of pressurised environment. But like, I don't think the the blame can be passed off on that signing. Like, Rafa's spoken about needing to get players with the right mentality in, and he is one of his signings. And the mentality seems to be all like he seems incapable of playing under pressure. Yeah, it's well, really the pressure strange. that comes from playing at St James's. But um, I don't really know what happened with Jake uh, with Jake Murphy because um, I mean I, I don't know how his brother's doing. Um, Josh Murphy, at well, he's Cardiff. playing more I, at Cardiff. He seems to have yeah. His moves then, worked out better for him. Is that because 
he was almost automatically first choice because of the lower standard of of, of player in that can play his position. I, I would imagine the, the difference between Cardiff's wingers and ours is not that huge. I don't know, like um, Richie Atu. I think both of them would get in the Cardiff side ahead of Murphy and whoever else they've got. Um, I don't know. I, it, it could just be that there's there aren't 48,000 fans watching his every move, getting frustrated when he mm. tries something and it doesn't come off. That That is one thing about St. James' Park that is very frustrating. Um, certainly when I was, you know, when, when I get there, the amount of huffs and sighs and tots and the roll of the eye when Perez tries something and it doesn't come off, Kennedy tries something and it doesn't come off, Murphy, Atsu, all of them, whenever they try something a bit different and it, you know, for whatever reason, it fails to to land. the The frustration on the on the terraces is it's it must be really difficult when you're a player because you you just yeah. start thinking right fuck it I'm not going to try that then because but the club has to know they're the cards you dealt and you have to look for the players that can deal with that which is why the Murphy move seems but I mean quite we we had one we saw it when it was. Um, I mean, certainly to my memory, it was there when we had Ginola, it was there when we had Robert. Yeah. And, we remember and Warren Bart and Gary Speed. They were both sort of roundly booed for quite a lot of their early months, yeah. if not years. They need, to, like, I, I certainly got on Warren Barton's back for ages. Um, I think but that's the thing, you need players with the character to get over that. And it's not like Murphy's being booed every game, he just doesn't seem able to handle the pressure of being on the pitch yeah yeah fuck this is depressing man wow (laughs) I think it's we're finding out about the weaknesses of our squad I think one thing that I I would state is that yes we are um, a couple of points clear of the uh, of the of the relegation zone we've got two very very tough fixtures coming up next um, in like the space of you know Four days of each. Uh, yeah, so Tuesday we've got Man City at home, and then Saturday we've got Spurs away. Yeah, um, and it could all change <laughs> after the Man City game. We could mm. bring in three players who make you think, "Oh, actually, bit of momentum." And then, what, but to be honest, once we're through those two games, I'd expect us to be in the bottom three. Yeah, um, I think that's I don't fair. think we'd be. I don't think we'll be cut adrift at the bottom three. I think once we're in there, um, I think it'll only take a win and the team above us to drop a point or or two for us to get back out of it. And then we've got a nice run of like Wolves away. Wolves are a good side, but we could pick up a point there. Um, two home games against teams in or around the bottom three. Uh, the bottom three in Huddersfield and Burnley. Trip to West Ham, hit and miss with West Ham. Yeah. So we can like for all the next the next two games, I fully expect not only a loss but um, a damaging loss against Man City. I'm expecting us to ship three goals without reply at least. Spurs, I know they're missing some of their, their big players. They're missing Kane, Ali, Ali, and Son, but I'd still fancy them to beat us. 
Ah, well, let's talk. Should we talk briefly about Man City and then Spurs, and then sure, we'll let's talk about yeah. So Man City at home, we've not. I mean, I say we've not done too badly the last few times we played them, but really, the goal difference hasn't been too bad. But they've still been very convincing defeats. Yeah, sure. We had a one um, nil fairly recently at home. Yeah. And actually, there was a two-one with Kyle Walker scoring a screamer, which never happens. So we have been slightly unlucky. But like you said before, it looks like it's going to be Longstaff and Hayden in the middle again. Yeah, up against any combination of De Bruyne, either silver, Fernandinho, Fernandinho. and you'd expect um, Aguero to be playing. Um, and more importantly for us... It is ridiculous that for any of our midfielders to get in that Man City team, it would take a King Ralph-style situation. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Oh, man. To be honest, I can't think of a single player in our side... Oh, no, I can think of one player on our side that would be on the bench for Man City. Uh... I can't, Lejeune. Dubravka. Yeah, I could see him on the bench. Yeah, that's a fair point, I guess. Um, but we've got missing Carl Darlow. It's not really... Well, a, that's... that's fine, whatever, who cares. Uh, Paul Dummett is still missing, so that'll mean Richie, Richie at left, left wing, wing back. back. Um, Up against possibly Raheem Sterling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, John Joe Shelby, Keyson Young and Diame. Well, Diame's doubtful. Yeah, I think I Benitez has hinted he won't be back in his press yeah, conference I today. I wouldn't, you wouldn't risk him. Not in a game where no. he's going to have to run harder than he's had to for most, most league games. Mm. Um, Hosselu's out, so Rondon's definitely starting. <laughs> that's that's going to hurt. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll... I, I, yeah, like 3-0. I, I, I could comfortably yeah. see them getting three. And it I think would... it's unlucky as well. The last few times we've played them, the stakes haven't been too high. They're trying to catch Liverpool. Yeah. And their last... Like they played their second string, I think, against Burnley in the Cup at the weekend and won 5-0. They've recently yeah. won 9-0 and I think 7 or 8-0 as well. Yeah, but they, they only lost. beat they only beat Burton one nil. So you know they'll be yeah. That's true. <laughs> the second oh, wait, leg ten nil on aggregate. Yeah, ten nil on aggregate. Maybe it. we should just convince them somehow they're already nine nil up on aggregate. <laughs> <laughs> if we everyone takes silver foil cups to the game, <laughs> make it feel like it's a cup game. <laughs> Which is yeah. No, that's 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 savvy. I like that. Yeah. No, uh, I just yeah. I I. I, I mean, I it is desperate to think that's probably tactic-wise. That's probably what's most likely to get us a result. I agree with you. Three-nil, Man City. Yeah, and I mean, we are we are two points clear, and um, I'm trying to remember who uh, who Cardiff have got on the Cardiff at home to. Um, no, they're away to Arsenal. Sorry, so theoretically we could we could hold position. Um, yeah, I mean Cardiff are abysmal away, as we found out recently. Uh, and Arsenal will, you know, it, it's best not to rely on Arsenal, Dave. 
that's a valid point. See, but the, you know, they the, have a tendency when you need them to do something of just not doing it. I can imagine. I'm just looking at the because um, they they play on the same day as us. They play on Tuesday, and then on Sunday they face Man City. So yeah. Arsenal could field a a weaker side against um, a weaker side at home to Cardiff. I mean, it's Tuesday and Saturday, isn't it? So I don't know yeah, the demands not... of that. But those aside, you've got um, Fulham are seven points behind us, so can't catch us. And Huddersfield are ten points behind us. So there's a saying can't catch us old... in the next two days, just to clarify. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, the... That sounded like hubris <laughs> that we should not no, they... have in our locker. <laughs> they can't catch us in the next few days um, and up to 14th is 20, 22 points so an unlikely draw and everybody else uh, losing their games and suddenly we are you know 14th yeah it's not um, going to happen against Man oh, City no, I think no where way. I have more hope than you is Spurs away do you think well, the last two times we've been, they've been quite tight games in the last few seasons. It's at Wembley where they hate playing. They've got a very weakened squad. We should have some first team central midfielders back. Hopefully, yeah. I I think we should be aiming for at least a point in that game. I'd, yeah, I'd be I'd be absolutely delighted. I, I I'm expecting two losses and the. The, the loss to Tottenham to be exactly what it has been all season. Just goal. enough to lose. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, should we go off and sign an attacking midfielder, a striker and a left-back? Who knows? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. take much to get as excited as a fan base. It's just throw a couple of signings in. I suddenly mean, we the were... atmosphere completely changes. Oh, 100%. And especially if it's uh, like an attacking midfielder. That I would I would take price. Islam Slimani on loan again now, if the option of that or nothing came up. Really? Yeah, over Hosselu. Oh well, yeah, but I think I think we're we're hamstrung by the fact that we've got two domestic loans. I think that was really really stupid um, to take Rondon on loan. Yeah, I think we should have just bought him. Um, I don't think he's um, you know he he's a good player. He's doing his best with what he's got, and he's been the difference in a lot of games um, between, you know, well, Hosselu. Yeah, basically. In our, so, I think in our starting eleven, if there was one player who you were told could not get injured, you would want it to be Rondon. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. So yeah, if 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 we were, were to, say, I mean, let's get let's cut to the crux of the matter do you think we're going to make any signings before the window shuts uh, we might get one loan I think that'll be it if I don't, it's a loan I, it's going to have to be an, uh, like a, a yeah, farm loan we can't it'll be all the, yeah. all the players you look at the players we've been linked with uh, Lukaku didn't come we're not he sure if it's a medical or wage issue yeah I think conflicting reports but he's been injured Loads. He should have failed a medical, but that doesn't mean he did. I mean, this is the same. Passed (laughs) our medicals. Slomani passed a medical in January, and he was currently injured. Yeah. So, um, De Jong managed to pass a 
his medical. Oh, did we mention this, that he was involved in a game um, in Australia? Basically, Stephen Taylor... Leave him was, alone, was, Dave. No, I'm going to... Leave I'm, him alone. I'm gonna, no, Stephen Taylor um, fouls a guy in the box, gives away a penalty, but immediately, like... Dives to the floor as if he's <laughs> that's his special power. move, isn't it? <laughs> that's, it's his finisher. I'd always <laughs> loved how stupid Stephen Taylor is. That his, his instinctive <laughs> but, reaction to like, there was a handball, was it against Villa? Where he did the same. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was after Villa. Handballed it, then dived. <laughs> well, that, that was the same game that um, Dyer and Bowie had yes. a fight. Yeah, I heard on the uh, there's another podcast called the Football Ramble. Um, they were mentioning it and the Newcastle fan there said that it wasn't the same game because that would be too much drama. It fucking was the same yeah. game. It definitely was. We had three men sent off. There's no such thing as too much drama for... No. It was it was one of the most embarrassing days of football I've ever endured. But anyway, uh, yeah, Stephen Taylor fouls a guy, gives away a penalty, immediately dives as if he's been injured. Um, the... Like the op- the opposition team failed to put away the penalty, and then later on in the game, up steps CMD on to, to score the penalty, scores the penalty to win the game, and then goes off into. Yeah, he needs to retire. It, it, it's like um, it's like retired musicians getting back on stage to do their one good hit. It's nice, man. It's like all the all the hits from the the past. I love yeah, but it. all his hits are injuries. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! It can't be good um, for him. Well, I think let's let's leave let's it on a, a solemn note to CMD. What's your prediction for the Spurs game? Then are you saying uh, Spurs? I think we'll lose two one. I think we're going to win two one. I don't actually think that, but there has to be some positivity because I. Do you think yeah, as well I'd... we'll actually sign anyone? Uh, I think we'll get in. I think we'll get in two players. I don't know if it'll be permanent. I think one will be alone, definitely. But I think we'll make... Mm. Uh, I, yeah, I think we'll get in two players. I don't think that's going to be enough to keep Benitez. I hope you're right, yeah. Not about keeping Benitez. Yeah. It just... It seems like it's such an easy thing to do to keep him. Just yeah. to spend the money that the club has generated on some signings that he wants. Spend a hundred million quid, and if you and if fifty you stay, would be enough, surely. To well, no, no, no. I'm just saying, spend a hundred million quid, and if you stay up, you make your money back. Yeah, and and give it to somebody who uh, is clearly good enough to keep a football club in the Premier League. Just give a yeah. hundred million quid, and it's cost you nothing because it's money that the club's generated. So just do it. Just, yeah. just Nike. Just do we it. We won't. We won't. Fairly confident of that. Yeah, we won't. No, but it might I, I it might spur us as a fan base into a a bit more action. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, two players in lost to Man City three 0 lost to Spurs two one, but we'll stay up. Well, that's a suitable suitably positive note to end it on. Yeah, thank you very much to you, Dave Watson. Cheers, Paul. And I'll speak to you after those two thrilling games that we've got coming up. (laughs) And thank you very much to you, the Natter listeners. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. 
Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.